cannot be comprehended. When you think of the overwhelming love, look at what the psalmist said. So powerful. He said his love could not be overcome. His love could not be swallowed by our sins. His love could not be swallowed by our weakness. When the stone was rolled away, he was resurrected because of the power of his love for us. Oh my goodness. That is so, so good. That is so, so good. began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love could not be wider than the width of the world and that is deeper than the depth of the world and that is higher than the height of the world it is just incomprehensible Lord whenever we think of your love it gives us all the assurance and the hope indeed Bible says that if the Lord God did not spare his son but for the sake of the love wherewith he loved us he gave him up for us then there is nothing else and lord we are excited about this and we celebrate and we glory in your love and we say thank you for your love come on the earth began to shake
Father, we thank you for yet another blessed Sunday, the last Sunday of the month of April 2023. We are so glad and grateful that you have brought us through the whole of the month of April. As we are gathered here, our first prayer is to say thank you. Thank you for preserving us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for promoting us. And thank you for all the testimonies. Bless us today once again and service us for the new month. By the close of the month of May, we will all be here better than we are today. If Jesus, the tarrying, the coming of Jesus tarries, Lord, we know that we will increase in glory and we will increase in grace and we will increase in life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, put your hands together, give a clap unto the Lord, take your seat in heavenly places. together for the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah how many are excited to be in the house of the Lord you must always be excited to be in the house of the Lord the psalmist said the greatest king of Israel David said I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord he said a day in your court a day in your house is better than a thousand in the palace and this is a man who was talking from the perspective of having everything and having it in overflow. He had everything and he had it in overflow. And he could stay at home and enjoy heaven on earth. Yet he said, a day in your house. Why? Because anytime we appear in the presence of the Lord as a congregation, Bible says that the Lord services us. So you read in the book of Psalm 84 verse 7. And he said, they go from strength to strength. Do you see that? They go, look at that. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion that appears before God. So anytime we come, we are growing from strength to strength. I'm not talking about physical strength. The same way people go to the gym and then they believe that they are building, you know, health. Whenever we appear in church, we are being built up spiritually. And this is more important than building up physically because listen if your spirit is broken the whole world is destroyed for you but if your spirit is buoyant the world can collapse but you will be standing up because the spiritual controls the natural anybody who understands this principle will always pursue after spiritual things because spiritual things will always determine before there can be any manifestation in the flesh. It has already happened spiritually. Praise the name of Jesus. So you have to be interested and excited about spiritual things. This is one of the reasons why Jesus said the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. Because they know 
that they must not be without spiritual empowerment. So the people of the world, before they wake up and before they appear anywhere, they have already charged themselves spiritually. You see? But I believe that in this house, we will understand the purpose and the intention of buying into spiritual things, which starts with staying in the house of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to bless God for your life, for being part of our first service today. And we've, we've, the whole of this month, and I'm going to continue even after this month, because this is not a topic that you truncate and then another time you come to start. Okay? It is something that is about, we are in, so we must know we are in. So from the beginning of this month, going forth until the Lord tells me otherwise. I'm talking about eschatology. I'm talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. How we must prepare and then what we are going to expect. And I believe that last Wednesday we started talking about the rapture of the church and I'm going to do the second part of the rapture of the church. I'm going to talk today about what will happen when the saints that are ready are raptured to be with the Lord. What is going to happen? Of course, on Wednesday, we spoke about a couple of things. I want to start from somewhere there. We, we spoke about what will happen at the rapture, right? And then we said that there will be a loud trumpet sound that the whole world will hear at once. It is not going to be a secret encounter that uh, Ophelia will not know or I will not know. When the rapture happens, and do you know the reason why we are teaching this and learning it is because it is the next thing to happen on earth. The rapture is the next thing to happen on earth. You see, when we teach the rapture, you shouldn't be afraid. You should be excited. You know, when we tell you that, it, um, we, we tell you that Friday, your paycheck is coming. You'll be looking forward for Friday, right? You'll not be afraid. So if you are afraid of Friday, then it means that there is a problem. You know, every child of God, every believer must be happy at the rapture. Because we live in a very chaotic, destroyed, contaminated, spoiled world. This world has been stunk by the serpent of this world. And he's called the old dragon. He's called Satan. Revelation chapter 12. When you start reading from verse number 7, he said that, and there was war in heaven. Okay? And Bible says that Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought and his angels. There was no place found for them in verse number 8. Let's keep reading with me. And he prevailed not. Neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. Verse 9 says that, and the great dragon was cast down. Look, that old serpent. So when he came down, he bit the world. So the world is contaminated with the poison of the old serpent. That is why Jesus came as a lamb. Because the antidote, and, and for the sake of our podcast, that is why I'm saying this. I know that those of you that are part of this house that are here now, you, you know this because I've taught it before. That is why Jesus came as the lamb of God. Because antivenom is made of lamb's blood. Yeah. Every antivenom in the world, every antivenom, any antivenom that they use against snake bite, it is made up of lamb's blood. There is an element of lamb's blood in it. So when the old serpent was cast onto the earth, called the devil, Satan, he deceived the whole world with his stank. So he bit into the earth. And so the whole earth is corrupted. And that is why 
the Lord will have to take the church away. So, we spoke about the fact that the rapture is for two main purposes, right? We said that the first one is so that it will give God the opportunity to judge the earth. You see, the, 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 the Lord cannot judge humanity except the earth has been judged. Now, when you look through scriptures and in um, history, every time judgment had to appear, the first place of judgment was the earth or the ground. And on Friday, I spoke to you about the power of the ground. That is why, G, uh, that is why God said that um, when he cursed the earth for the sake of the disobedience of man, he said, until you return to the ground. So there is a remedy. And the remedy is that get to the ground and then you'll be able to reverse the, 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 the curse. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm not going to go into it because we have all on the podcast. So the, the purpose of the rapture of the church and the rapture is the rapture of the church. The catching away of the church. The catching away of the ready saints to go and be with the Lord for seven years. It will be a little less than seven years because Bible says that if the days are not shortened. So, even though it is supposed to be for seven years, there may be at the discretion of the Lord, there may be some, a little, you know, there will be some reduction. Nobody knows, but that is what the Bible says, that if the days were not reduced, even the elect, and that word, the elect he was talking about, he's not talking about believers that will be left behind. He was, he's talking about the, the nation Israel. Because the first purpose of the rapture is so that the, 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 the ready-made believers will be taken up and then the Lord will be able to judge the earth. And then number two, the second reason is so that Israel will now be connected back to their king, their Messiah. Alright? Yeah. The, the Israel, will now, Israel will now be reconnected back. You see, all through the scriptures, the times that Israel came back to their God was when they were in tribulation. So, Bible says that when they, in their trouble, called upon the Lord, he made himself known unto them. Now, as I'm speaking with you, many Israelites don't believe in the, 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 uh, um, the messiahship of Jesus Christ. But that was so, so that you and I can be given the opportunity to come to know him. And that is in Romans chapter 11. So, the Lord permitted it to be so, so that you and I, who were not and who are not original or, you know, natural Israelites will have the opportunity of connecting to God. But then, in the great tribulation, that is what is going to happen. So the second thing is that Israel will be given the opportunity to come back to know their God. Hallelujah. They will now, and that was where we ended on, on Wednesday, right? So I said that, on, on Wednesday, um, let me go quickly there. Yeah, on Wednesday, I said that that was point number six. That was the last point that we arrived on the restoration of salvation to Israel by the remnant. Now, Revelation chapter 7 verse 4. Let's look at Revelation chapter 7 and verse number 4. He said that, and I heard the number of them which were sealed. Now, this has been misinterpreted by certain sects as being those that will be saved or as being those that will make it to heaven. It is a lie. Now, 
Every time God wants to bring his people back to himself, he used what he called the remnant. The remnant is always a group within the group that have decided to set themselves apart for the king. For example, in the book of Daniel, Bible says that they captured many of the uh, princes and then um, uh, uh, and then the you know the royals and then they were all taken in. But Bible says that all of them defiled themselves with the food of the king's house except Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these four became the remnant. Now, in the days of Ezra, it was Ezra, Nehemiah, and then um, just a few. They were the remnant. The Lord will always use the remnant to bring the rest back to them, back to himself. Praise the name of Jesus. So, in the time of the great tribulation, there are 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe of the 12 uh, families or the 12 tribes of Israel that will be set apart. Bible says that they have already been sealed. So in that time, what they will do is that they will now, because at that time, listen, at that time, the dispensation of grace is closed. When the church is raptured, the dispensation of grace, you know, it is by grace that anybody can believe in Jesus. It is by grace that anybody can get to God. And that, that is the dispensation we are in now. The dispens- in the dispensation of law, it wasn't by grace. But in this dispensation, it is absolutely by grace. So we believe by grace. Now, when the church is raptured, the free flow of grace for everybody to just believe is taken because the Holy Spirit which convict our heart has been taken up together with the believers. So in that time, so if you read the scriptures very well, when Jesus was dying, he prayed a certain prayer. He said, Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. In the time of when Steve, Stephen was dying, he also looked up and he said, Lord, count it not against them. But in the book of Revelation, when the Matthias were dying, they said, Lord, how long will you wait before you revenge our blood? Because it was no more grace. When there is grace, there can't be judgment. <laughs> when there is grace, there can't be judgment of destruction. So when the church is raptured, when the church is taken up, now at, this, at, at that time, the grace window has been shut. But then, Israel still have to believe in Jesus. So who is going to do that? The 144,000. And listen, the world will be a global village. They will not only preach to Israel. What they are going to do is that they will preach, but it will be all over the world. And their their, their message will will be like, it will be distasteful to the Antichrist. So the Antichrist, and I'll be talking about the seals and the judgment in the course of the weeks that are coming, okay? God will have, after the, ju- after the rapture, there will be the judgment of the seals that will be broken. There will be the judgment of the trumpets and there will be the judgment of the vials, the wrath vials. I'll be talking about all that, hopefully, in the, in the course of the weeks that are ahead. Now, so, when that door is closed, ladies and gentlemen, this 144,000 that have been sealed will be those that the Lord will be using. But, it will be in a time of terrific, you know, pain and agony and anguish. Bible says that it has never been and it will never be. It is just meant for that time. And it is because the Lord wants Israel to be reconnected back to him. 
But Israel always likes to be reconnected back to their king through tribulation, through trouble. So that is one major reason why the rapture will have to happen. So that the Lord will return to his covenant with Israel. Praise the name of Jesus. So today, let me use the rest of the time that I have to tell you what will happen to the believers that are ready and they'll be raptured. Okay? There are two ways that you can uh, avoid something. Knowing the advantages and also knowing the disadvantages. When you know the disadvantages, you say that, "Mm -mm -mm, I don't want it. When you know the advantages of not being there, then you also avoid it. Praise the name of Jesus. So today, I'm talking about what will happen when we are taken and then we go to be with the Lord for that seven years. By the way, the rapture will take the rapture will, will, will last for seven years. We will talk about that also in the course of time. Now, praise the name of Jesus. Now, what will happen? So, quickly, you can write this question down because that is what I'm going to answer. What happens to the ready saints that have been raptured? By the way, you also know that we have spoken about the fact that The rapture is not just for believers. It is for ready believers. It is not just for believers. It is for ready believers. That is why many people professing Jesus may still be left behind. Because it is... You see, it doesn't mean that when people are left behind, it doesn't mean that they have lost their salvation. No. It means that they were not ready for the marriage supper. You remember the parable of the ten virgins? Five of them were wise. Five of them were foolish. They were all virgins. They didn't lose their virginity. Now, I'm not talking about natural virginity. Amen. They didn't lose their salvation. They didn't lose their virginity. Bible said that in the course of time, they, were, they all even slept and slumbered. But the difference is that five of them were wise. The five that were wise were ready. And the five that were not wise were not ready. And Bible said that when the bridegroom came, they that were ready were taken with him into the marriage chamber. Now later on, these guys came and they were crying. And they were, they were gnashing their teeth. And they were like, oh Lord, we have arrived. Return us. And he said, it is too late. So they will, those that will be left behind, they will not lose their salvation except they receive the mark of the beast. Then they will lose it. But then without it, Ladies and gentlemen, they will go through persecution because, you see, this is what will, will happen. The Antichrist, when the person of the Antichrist has been revealed, he will now want to draw everybody after him because now he has oversight of the world. The Holy Spirit is not there to control him. He has oversight of the world. Demons that have not been revealed before are now revealed. So what happens is that there will be a mass painful death. People will not die natural death. People will not die, you know. Uh, okay, you don't believe in Jesus. Power. No. At that time, what is going to happen is that there is going to be the, 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 um, the federation of nations to form what we call the former Roman Empire. It will be like the former Roman Empire. Nations will come together. And then, when they come together, they will raise one person... At that time, remember that when the rapture happened, there will be so much chaos. Many things will, will fail. Many things will collapse. Because many people will not be here. 
So think there will be trouble here and there. And now they will be looking for solution. So in the first three and a half years, when people are now trying to find out what has happened, what is going on, how can we solve this? That is when the Antichrist will now navigate his way through. Okay? And then bring people together. So now there will be the federation of nations to form what used to be called the Roman Empire. Now when the Roman Empire is formed, then they will lift up this he, he is so persuasive that everybody will believe that everything that he's saying is fine. And Bible calls, Bible says that, in fact, he is the, when you read Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, he is the rider on the horse, the white, the, the, the rider of the horse, um, the white horse. He, Bible says that he, he conquered and he conquered with the bow, not with the arrow, with the bow and with the crown. So he conquered the bow was, you know, being able to, it's like, bring preservation. Oh, I'm going to bring preservation. I'm going to bring peace. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then with the crown. So he'll be made the leader. He'll be made the leader. He'll, he'll, he'll be so persuasive that people will literally worship him in the temple as God. Amen. Are you, it, it's going to be very chaos for those that will be left behind. Now, so for the first three and a half years, you know, when all these things are happening, those that were left behind, who were not ready believers, will have to go through all this tribulation. But when we that are raptured, we are with the Lord. What is going to happen? Two things are going to happen. Number one, the first thing that is going to happen is that we are going to have the feast of marriage with the Lamb. We are the bride of the Lamb. I'm not going to go into it but because it's on the podcast. We are the bride of the lamb. And there is going to be the feast with the bride and the bridegroom. Revelation chapter 19. And let's read from verse number 7. Revelation chapter 19. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb is come. For the marriage of the lamb has come. And his wife had made herself ready. So when the rapture takes place, there is going to be a feasting of the believers that have been taken. That is going to be the first thing. And the second thing that is very, very important is going to be the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. There are two judgments that will happen. We have the judgment seat of Christ and then we have the white throne judgment. The white throne judgment is not the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ will happen before the white throne judgment. Now what is the judgment seat of Christ? It is called the Bema judgment. The B-E-M-A judgment. Now the Bema judgment is a judgment of rewards and honor. For example, if there is an Olympic or there is um, a kind of sporting activity. And then they finish with the sporting activity. Some people are honored. Some people are elevated. Some people are rewarded with crowns. That is what is going to happen when the church, the ready-made church is captured. Okay, so what happens to those that are believers but will be left behind? Bible says that they will be saved but yet through fire. But their works will be dissolved. They were not there. You were not ready. So, their works will be dissolved. But their salvation, if they continue unto the end. That is when Bible says that. And as many as will endure unto the end. Because many will not endure. 
Many will reject Jesus. The pain will be so traumatic that maybe now, look at the way people are rejecting Jesus. And in those days, they gather people. They say that you receive the mark and then you are free. Or you continue with. And you see, in those times, eh, after the rapture, anybody who does not subscribe to the, the, um, the, um, the, the enticing lies of the Antichrist will be considered as an infidel. Okay? It's like, why, why, why don't you believe in this thing? That, look at the chaos that is going on. And now somebody has come, the person wants to bring us peace. You don't want to believe in it. You are an, you, you see, it's like you are a rebel. So you mention the name of Jesus, you are a rebel, a major rebel. So they gather them together and then they will die painful death. And Bible said that as many as will endure unto the end, but many will give up. Many will throw in the towel. Many will say, you know what? It is better for me to live. They might receive the mark, they will lose their salvation. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so when we are there, we will have this enjoyable feast. And then the second thing is that in the midst of the feasting, there will be rewards. And there are five main rewards that will be given to believers. And we must know them so that we will work towards them. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me? Look at look at 1 Corinthians Thank you, Lord Jesus. Or oh, let's read, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 to, 5, verse 9 to 15. <clears throat> Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said that, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Verse 10. He said that, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation another builded upon, but let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. Verse, the next verse 11 says that, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12 says that, now if any man build upon this foundation, you see, so he said gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stable or stubble. Now every man's work shall be made manifest by shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is somebody see me a believing amen look at verse 14 and 15 if any man's work abide which he had built thereupon he shall receive a reward now look at verse 15 if any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved yet as by fire like I was saying. So listen. The Bima judgment. Eh, is not a judgment of. Whether you believed or not. I want you to understand the two very well. Now. So let me use this. Uh, Charles come. Elder, Elder Marshall come. Now I want you to understand it. Okay. So, elder, stand behind Charles. Now, so, this is Jesus Christ. Watch it very well. And this is God. So, God gives Jesus. Give Jesus. Give him. Give him to the world. Now, okay. And then, and then you go back. So, now God has given Jesus. We are the world. 
We cannot get connected to him because we are sinful. And the Lord gave Jesus so that he will pay for our sins. Okay? So that we will be able to connect to him, to God, through him, by what is called grace. Are you, believe, are you understanding it? Now, so, the Bema judgment, the, so the two judgments, the white throne judgment, which is the judgment of unbelievers and the world, is the rejection of Jesus Christ. Anybody that rejected this gift, through which we can be connected to the Father, will go through the white throne judgment. Okay? It is, why did you not receive the payment that I have made? So you'll be rejected. But then, the Bema judgment is, the believers that receive this gift of Jesus, when we receive this gift of Jesus, and inside him we had what is called grace, the Bema judgment is, what did you do with the grace? So are you getting the difference? The white throne judgment is, why didn't you receive the grace to be connected to me? Now, the Bema judgment is, when you receive the grace, what did you do with the grace? That is what Paul said, I did not frustrate the grace that was given to me. Are you getting it now? So the white throne judgment, every child of God, every believer, anyone that believes in Jesus, we will not go through the white throne judgment. It, we will not even be there. What will happen is that when the white throne judgment is going on, we will be like the audience in the court. You see, when there is a court hearing, there are people that came. They are not part, probably they are not part of any party, but they are just audience. So we will be the audience in the white throne judgment. Together with the angels, we will actually be the jury. Because Bible said that, know ye not that you will judge even the angels. When is that going to be? At the white throne judgment. We will be the jury. We will be seated down. Because we received the payment. So Bible says we have passed from death unto life. Are you getting it? So the Bema judgment has to do with you and I that received the grace of God. What did we do with the grace? And it comes down to the parables of the talent. When somebody received one. What he did with the grace. When somebody received two, what he did with the grace. When somebody received five, what he did with the grace. Please, you get it. Okay, God bless you. Let's take our seats. Now, so let's quickly go on to the five rewards. The things that will be rewarded on for what we did with grace. So, in other words, there are five things that we must do when we come to know Jesus. Now, Paul to the, le uh, the letter of Paul to the, to the church in Hebrews, he told them the things that accompany salvation. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9. Look at Hebrews 6 verse 9. Please, is somebody understanding up to this point? He said, But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. That though we thus speak, let's keep reading. For God is not unrighteous, you see, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. So when you become a believer, there is work that we do, but it is not the work for salvation. It is the works of salvation. And Bible said that God is not unrighteous to forget that works of salvation. It is what will bring us the crowns 
when we appear at the Bema judgment, when the church is ruptured, when there is tribulation and turmoil, when there is chaos and anarchy on the earth, there will be judgment of rewards. It is not of condemnation. There will not be condemnation there. It will be judgment of rewards. What you did, you were number one. Get this. You were number two. Get that. You were number three. You see those platforms that, uh, I mean, then those days then they will stand like that and stand like that. The first will be in the middle, second on the right, third on the left, and then they'll be elevated. So what we did, he said, he is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor. Many people think that because of grace, there is nothing to do. Grace is not irresponsible. Grace rather gives us a mandate to fulfill with ease because the Lord is helping us. Praise the name of Jesus. So, what are the works of grace? Look at what Paul said. Galatians chapter 2 verse 21. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. So, the judgment will be because some are frustrating the grace of God. Now look at first. Um, Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 10. First Corinthians 15 and verse number 10. He said, but by the grace of God, I am who I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more. So grace is for us to labor. Grace is for us to work. Work the works of love. Grace is for us to do something for the Lord. So that at the Bema judgment, we will receive rewards. I see your works being rewarded powerfully in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So there are works of grace. Grace is not and grace is not irresponsible. Grace is an enhancer. It enables us to do more for the Lord. And listen, the rewards are going to be open. It is not going to be in secret. Every believer will be rewarded openly. Hallelujah. Now, Let's go to the rewards. I want to cut some things off because of my time. I'll do that in second service. Now, let's go to the rewards. What is going to be the rewards? There are five main rewards that are going to be given. Bible calls it crowns. Now, the first one, which to me, I believe is, is, is going to be the very most beautiful, most glittering reward. And people of God, you see, if you are not spiritual, you will not understand some of these things. Paul one day said that people that strive in competition on earth, they strive to receive a corruptible crown. But we are striving to receive an incorruptible crown, right? And he said anybody that has this hope will set himself apart. Now, the first crown is the crown of rejoicing. It is called the crown of rejoicing. What is the crown of rejoicing? The crown of rejoicing is the most glorious crown. And it is meant for those that turn many to the Lord. Yeah. The crown of rejoicing. It is for those that turn many to the Lord. It is for those, you see, you cannot change anybody. Not even yourself. You can't even change yourself. But you can be an influence through which God can change somebody. So anybody that became an influence, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19. 
Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. I'll be reading a lot of scriptures. When it comes to eschatology, we need to understand it. It is not just by motivation or, you know, saying things to encourage people. We need to delve deep into the scriptures. That is why I'm doing a lot of scriptural reading. He said, for what is our hope? Our hope or crown of rejoicing are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the crown of rejoicing is given to people who through them, others will come to know the Lord. Everything that you do that promotes the kingdom in terms of soul winning, ladies and gentlemen, it entitles you for the crown of rejoicing. What makes it so glorious is that on that day, when the crown of rejoicing is given to Solomon, Pastor Solomon, everybody that you influenced, whether by your prayer at the background, whether by directly talking to people, whether by your giving into missions, anything that you did that influenced somebody, it becomes something that will cause the people to be around you. So you will see somebody with so many people around him or her. And all of them have crowns that are shining. And the person's own will be shining brighter than theirs. And it will be because, ladies and gentlemen, you became an influence in their salvation. You became the reason why the Holy Ghost was able to touch them. When you read the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse number 1 and 2, Bible said that wherever Jesus will want to go, he sent them there. So you are the mouthpiece of Jesus. You are the reason why Jesus will appear at a place. So anything that we do, when you come from church service, as you are playing the organ like that, somebody is touched. Somebody is singing. You are working over there. Somebody is touched. You go out. You minister the gospel. You keep encouraging people. Brother, commit your life to Jesus. They will not listen, but you keep on doing it. You keep on doing it. One day, when they appear there, they will surround you. I'm telling you. And you see, that day, there will be many surprises, but you'll be surprised that you will see somebody who is never known on pulpit, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter surrounded by many people because the thing that people do at the background with love is more important than the thing that people do openly for open applause the crown of rejoicing the crown of rejoicing look at that after this the 70 also return with joy the crown look at that they return oh sorry after these things, the Lord appointed two by two into every city and place where he himself will come. Matthew chapter 13 and 43. Look at Matthew 13, 43. He said, the righteous shall shine. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, what? look at this scripture. I'm going to give you another scripture that will complement it. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Now, who are those that are considered as the righteous that shall shine? Daniel chapter 13 verse 3. Sorry, Daniel 12 verse 3. In Daniel 12 and verse number 3, Bible says that, look at that. He said that, and they that be wise shall shine. You see, and who are those? He said, they that turn many to righteousness. You see, so, you are praying for people, for their salvation. Keep praying. Don't stop it. You know, you are using your talent. 
to push the kingdom. Don't stop it. It will deliver to you and I the crown of rejoicing. Why is it called the crown of rejoicing? Because number one, they did it out of rejection and tears. When people go out, sometimes they are buffeted. Sometimes many things happen to them. People have gone out in countries they have been caught and killed. People have gone out and then they have been beaten. They do it out of tears. And Bible says in Psalm 126 verse 5 and 6. He said that they that go forth. Look at that. They that sow in tears. They that sow in tears. So winning is not sweet. Oh. oh, and don't think it is a calling. As for me, my calling is so winning. Or as for me, the gift that God gave. Mine is so winning. No. So winning is a mandate. It's a labor with grace. Paul said, I labor more than they all. Paul will never sleep. Paul will be in, in trials. They will beat him. 39 stripes. The next moment, the guy is about to die. He is revived a little. The next moment, he's in Antioch. They catch this man. One day, a prophet called Agabus said, whose belt is this? Before they will even tell him that it is for Paul, he said, I saw this man in the city of Athens and they beat him. He nearly died. Don't go. The moment he finished, he said, I'm already on my way going. Because, you see, he said, necessity is laid upon me. Whenever you come to the place where the souls of men become more interested in your heart than anything, ladies and gentlemen, you are a candidate for the crown of rejoicing. They sow in tears. They sow in tears. Bible said they will return with joy. Look at the next verse. He said, and they that go forth bearing precious seed, they that go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless return again with rejoicing. Somebody say the crown of rejoicing. Why is it called the crown of rejoicing? Number two, because they put heaven in a rejoicing mode. Anyone that will qualify for this crown are people that put heaven in rejoicing mode. And the only thing that puts heaven in rejoicing mode, ladies and gentlemen, is so winning. Luke 15, 7. Luke 15, verse 7. He says that, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. More than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. But how shall they repent except they hear? How shall they hear except a preacher preaches? Hallelujah. So when we become mediums and conduits through which the Lord can touch people, we bring joy to heaven and we become candidates for the crown of rejoicing. As I'm speaking, you'll be able to know whether you have some crowns. Though. When you are running, when you are doing a competition, don't you know, and then you know that you are number three, don't you know your crown? Yeah. It, you see, these things have been, that is why I said that anything that happens to anybody, it is a choice because every, the examiner put all the answers in the pamphlet. It's an open book exam. So your choice determines your marks. So the first one, <laughs> the first one, the crown of rejoicing. Number three, why is it called the crown of rejoicing? It is called the crown of rejoicing because they did it out of little strength. Yeah. Sometimes your voice is 
the most little in the world. I'm talking about, there are some people when they cough, even the financial tables will turn. Oh, yes. People like um, 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 Elon Musk, my friend, and then the others. When they cough, <coughs> let them wake up tomorrow morning and say, I see green in Exxon Mobile. You will be surprised at the way that the price will be going, the stocks will be going, pa, 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 pa. they influence the world. Yet they will not use that influence to influence people for Christ. But maybe you and I, who when you appear there, people even look at your, your coat and then they judge you by what you have in your, your head. Yet, with all these limitations, with all this little strength, yet you push, you push. One day, a man called Philip, he was moving and the Holy Spirit said, join yourself to this chariot. Now, listen. The chariot was being uh, 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 driven by the, uh, um, the eunuch of the Ethiopian queen called Candace. Very, very prominent, rich man. It is like somebody driving the latest, most expensive car. And then you are walking by the roadside. And then the Holy Spirit says, stop him and talk to him about Jesus. You'll be intimidated. You'll be like, how? You know, it's like you appear... You want to just do a drive through in Beverly Hills and see the richest part in America. And then as you are driving through, you, you, you go to a mansion, the Holy Ghost said, go in and preach to the... You'll be intimidated. That was the situation of... Even, even here in Tennessee, there are places in Brentwood when you get there, you'll be intimidated. And then the Holy Ghost said, go in and preach to him. So he had little strength. Here I can see Philip saying that, how can I do that? But Philip didn't know that despite the material glamour, that was the material glamour and pomp and pageantry that was surrounding this, he spoke to him and he said, who forbids me from being baptized? In a very dirty water, he was baptized. You have little strength, but you are a major influencer. And the crown of rejoicing is waiting for you. Sometimes you keep on talking to somebody. The person will not listen to you because to the person, you are nothing. But you keep on, keep on pushing. You are preparing a crown for yourself. Look at Revelation chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Revelation 3, 8 to 9. Talks about the crown. He said that, you have, I know your works. Behold, I have said before you an open door. No man can shut it. For you have little strength and you have kept my word. Your little strength. Your li Sometimes there are people who physically, they are not, you know, strong. But they will persevere. They will push with the little strength in them because of the kingdom. So that somebody can be saved. It is for the crown of rejoicing. The second crown is the crown of life. The crown of life. The, what is the crown of life? The crown of life are those who love the Lord more than themselves. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 17. Now, let's read Luke chapter 9 and verse 23 to 25. Luke 9, 23 to 25. Of course, you can also add Luke 17, 33. But I'm reading Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 25. He said, and he said unto them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. You see? And take up his cross daily and follow me. Look at the next verse. Verse 24 and 25. He said, and take up 
his cross and follow me. Yeah, I can't see here. I will have to see here. For whosoever will save his life. Do you see that? Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. That is the crown of life. Verse 25, the next verse. For what is a man advantage of if he gains the whole world and loses? So James chapter 1 verse 12. Look at James chapter 1 verse 12. The crown of life. When we come to the place intense, you know, in intense affliction and trial, we still follow the Lord. Blessed is that man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Somebody say the crown of life. It is meant for those who lose their lives for the sake of God. What have you let go for the kingdom of God? When you follow the Lord, there are many things. It will, you see, you will not let go, but it will be deprived you. It will be stripped from you. So that you can be made ready for the crown of life. Hallelujah. Your ability to live in forgiveness. I don't know why for the couple past weeks, the Lord has been hammering this year. You see? You have the right to hold it against him, against her. But then, you lose that right for the sake of the kingdom. The ability to live in forgiveness. Hallelujah. Bible said that where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. That is in Matthew 6.21. So that is the crown of life. Number three, the crown of righteousness. What is the crown of righteousness? We know that the gift, we know that righteousness is a gift. Yes. So how come we have the crown of righteousness? The crown of righteousness is for those who hunger and thirst for the Lord. In other words, those who crucify the flesh. Those who crucify and mortify the flesh. You do that for the sake of the kingdom. See the young lady still. She said, no, 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 no. I'm still going to stand. You see the suspects. You see the beard. He said, no, I will not fall. Somebody say the crown of righteousness. But listen, on that day, it will be open. So they call your name without the crown of righteousness. Hey! Praise the name of Jesus. One day somebody said, man of God, I hear that on that day there will be videos. <laughs> And I said, I think so, me to have heard it. He said, okay, what about if, let's say, I was living in immorality with a certain lady. And then I became born again. What happens? And I said, oh. so I said, well, if what it's saying is so, then it means that, you know, then, hallelujah, it will be wiped. He said, what about if the other person doesn't become born again? And the video is being shown. <laughs> I laughed and laughed and laughed. Praise the name of Jesus. He said, will I appear inside? <laughs> and I said, well, it happened in the days of Jesus. When they brought the woman, the man was not there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise. But listen, it, it, it will be revealed. We will see how in your closet you fought the temptation. The Lord give us grace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That is in 2 Timothy. Let's quickly read it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. You see, the crown of righteousness. It will always make you seek for the return of the Lord. When we talk about the return of the Lord and did he, people are not interested. It means that, hey, 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. He said, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. The next verse, 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight. You see, Paul was talking about fighting the good fight in your body. This body is more enemy to you than Satan. Satan can employ your body to do things that he can do. I tell you, Kenosha, you'll be surprised that this body can do something. Satan will say that this one I didn't teach you. This one, I don't know where you copied it from. God, that is the body. He said, I have, so tell somebody it is a fight. There is nobody with a calling of exemption. We are all fighting. Paul, if Paul, is, if Paul was fighting, who is me and who is you? Paul, somebody who went into the third heavens and came to tell us that there is a third heaven. Even Peter didn't know that there is a third heaven. And he said that, look, I have fought a good fight. And I, so we fight to keep the course. Fight to keep the course. When those that run long distances, they are running. And they all come into one line. You see the way they'll be fighting. This one wants to push this one away. This one wants to push that. That is how push everything. Tell somebody, push everything away. Uh-huh. For the sake of the crown of righteousness. Praise the name of Jesus. I have kept the faith. And then look at verse number 8. In verse 8, it says, Henceforth there is laid out for me a crown of righteousness. With the Lord, the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but also unto all them also that love is appearing. This is what I was talking about. When you, when you, when, when you, when you mortify the flesh, you are always ready, excited. Lord, come. Maranatha, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. When we talk about the rapture, and your heart is sinking. Hey, praise the name of Jesus. And then, number four. What is the fourth crown? It is called the incorruptible crown. The incorruptible crown. The incorruptible crown also has to do with people that lived sacrificially. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 25. You see? That lived sacrificially. Now he said, I know you know that they which run in a race, run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. And then the next verse said that, and every man that striveth for masteries is temperate in all things. It means that you crucify. When people are going to run, ask them, do you just wake up from bed and then you go? The preparation they put in every day in the gym, in the snow, they are running. They are doing this. They are being beaten. Sacrifice. Sacrifice in order for them to gain mastery. They are temperate in all things. Now they do it to receive an incor- they do it to receive a corruptible crown. But we will receive an incorruptible crown. We will receive it in Jesus name. And then the final crown will be the crown of glory. The crown of glory. What is the crown of glory? The crown of glory, according to um, the scriptures, is for shepherds. I will not limit it to pastors. I want it to be like it is for, you know, Bible says that let the elders that rule well be counted of double honor. Now, the pastor's duty is to raise up leaders over leaders. Do you understand? 
every leader is entitled for the crown of glory. How you led your group. So we make you a leader of two. We make you a leader of three. You may not be the overall leader, but once you are part, you are helping steer the affairs. The crown of glory. Let's read the scripture to it and then we will be done for this morning. First Peter chapter 5. Let's read from 2 to 4. First Peter chapter 5 verse 2 to 4. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingness. You must love it. By the way, today at 1 p.m., Kopal and the board members, we have 30 minutes. You know what we do, right? 30 minutes of meeting. Last month, we started it. The Sunday after, the night of supernatural encounter, we have to do a quick evaluation. So we will do that at 1 p.m., 1 to 1.30. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, by willingly, not by filthy looker, not by what you get. Well, as I'm leading them, I'm not getting anything. I won't do it again. No. He said there is a crown for us, but of a ready mind. Look at verse number three to four. Neither has been lost over God's heritage. You see, you are doing it not, you are doing it out of servanthood, not out of lordship. Being examples to the flock. And finally, in verse number four, he said, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory. That fades not away. There are crowns for us. And it will be delivered during the rapture when we go there. I want you to close your eyes. Don't stop what you are doing for the Lord. Every day you are in church. Many people will do everything for the world, but for the body of Christ. But listen, they will receive a corruptible crown here. But we an incorruptible crown. I want you to pray. And say, Lord, make me ready. Just one prayer. Shall we, be, shall we pray? Lord, make me ready. Just pray that prayer. Lord, make me ready. And Lord, make me ready for the crowns. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask in Jesus' name. That your grace makes us ready for the appearing of the Son of Man. That we will attend the marriage feast and enjoy the crowns in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Now, if you are here, you are not born again. I want us to pray this prayer. You can lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. All these things begin with a relationship with the Lord. Because that is what will qualify us even for the rapture itself. That is what will make us ready. I want you to, if you want to receive Jesus, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. And the Lord will come into your life and be your Lord and Master and personal Savior. Now for the sake of those that will be listening via the broadcast, shall we all pray and say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your word to be ready for your second coming with my heart I believe that you came to die to pay and with my mouth I confess that Jesus is Lord over my life I am born again amen father we thank you for this blessed moment I pray that we will remain ready by your grace for the rapture 
We will be among the wise virgins that were ready for the rapture. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. And our crowns will never be denied us. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody shout me a believing amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Now, quickly, if you brought in an offering for the Lord, I want you to lift it up. It goes into our crowns when we deny ourselves and we sacrifice so that the gospel can be advanced. Listen, our giving wins souls because it is by our giving that the gospel is preached. Bible says that through prosperity shall my, 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 my cities be spread abroad. When you read Zechariah chapter 1 and verse number 17. So every time we give, we give so that the cities of God... The message of God, the word of God can still be promoted and can still be advanced. So I want you to lift it up. Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving. Can do by tightly. When you send the word, you text the word give to 833-859-4117. You can do by PayPal or Cash App. You can do by Zelle. Now, all the information are on the board. If you have your cash card or your visa or your Whatever, you know, your MasterCard, Minister Jada, is right over there. You can go and she'll help you. Please lift it up. Father, we thank you. We are grateful for the opportunity. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name, please receive our offering. Bless it. Let it win souls. Becoming an influencer to the salvation of many. Amen. Please drop it with joy. And then the communion stewards will quickly share the communion. I want you to grab. Please. He, Every service, we continue with whatever we are, we've done. So, except the night of supernatural encounter. But apart from that, every service is a continuation. So, in order to understand all the messages, if you miss one, please go to the podcast. Please go to the podcast. Can you put a podcast on the board? Go to the podcast and then listen. Because you'll be able to continue. Otherwise, we will always have to reverse and reverse and reverse. And then it will be affecting the time. All right. So you just look for Nikki Ajapon on podcast, Spotify, or any audio podcast. Look for very soon. We will have YouTube podcast video also coming out very soon. Yeah. Where we'll be doing very powerful series. But for the meantime, go on the audio podcast. You can be listening to it whilst you do anything. And then you can be able to follow, especially last week's services. Amen. All right. Father, we bless the communion. We decree and declare your hand over it. This week is blessed. We will end the week and the month well. And we will enter into the new month in glory. Jesus blessed and mighty name. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Now, today is your first time. I want to welcome you. If today is your first time. Today is your first time here. Please come. Please come to me. Let's celebrate him. I want, give him a microphone for me. Johnny, please help me. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is your name? I'm Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. And Kobe, who invited you? I think a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been inviting Kobe for a very long time. And today Kobe showed up here. Hallelujah. Yeah. And many other people here also invited him. We thank God for your life. I got a parcel for you. So right after service, I'll see you. And uh, where is uh, uh, LP Shana here? And then I'll give it to you. Let's appreciate him. God bless you. Shall we be on our feet? The Lord bless and keep us. Say amen.
the Lord empower and strengthen us. Go from here with the confidence and assurance that in Christ Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore, surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.